Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Single Muslim Female Seeks, the only place you need to come to for the answers to all your marriage search struggles and halal dating dilemmas, so that you can meet and marry the right man in the right way at the right time. I'm your host, Soraya Subhani Chauhan, singles coach for professional Muslim women worldwide and founder of Single Muslim Solutions. Let's get started on today's episode. How to Survive Eid as a Single Lady In today's episode, I'm going to be giving you four tips to help you navigate Eid as a single lady so you feel prepared for situations such as the discomfort of difficult questions or the awkwardness of being around couples. Eid is such a blessed and happy time and we all celebrate differently. For some, we celebrate quietly at home, for others we mingle with a community and for some of us we spend the day with family and friends. However, I also know that Eid as a single lady can be a slightly uncomfortable or anxious time too. Maybe you're pondering over the thought that last Eid you were hoping to be married by this Eid. Or perhaps you're not relishing spending the day with lots of couples who are often younger than you and watching the kind of Eid they experience with each other and their children. Or maybe you're just anticipating a barrage of awkward questions about your marital status and wondering how you're going to answer them this year. So yes, while there's a lot to celebrate, there's also a lot to be anxious about too. And today I'm going to help you manage that. I'm going to give you four tips to help you manage four possible scenarios that may come up on Eid Day so that you feel ready to celebrate Eid knowing that you're prepared for whatever comes your way. Let's begin. Scenario number one, being asked the dreaded question, either when are you getting married or why aren't you married yet or some variation of that. Unfortunately, despite it being not their business, you can't escape this tactless question. So there are two possible generic answers to this. The first is simply saying, God willing, and reminding the person asking that ultimately everything is in God's hands and that you do desire marriage contrary to what they might believe. Or the second approach, if you're feeling a bit confident, you can go with, it will happen when it will happen, and for now I'm very content, alhamdulillah. This second approach may lead into a conversation about you having to make more effort or something unhelpful like that. But by saying this, you're letting them know that you're not this devastated heap of a woman who sits around crying all day and waiting to get married. And you're also reminding them that there's more to be happy about in life than just getting married. Scenario number two feeling apprehensive about mingling with lots of couples. It can feel really awkward, especially if these couples are younger than you and have children too. I know I used to feel like some kind of weird old auntie a lot of the time in these situations. It can really make you feel that you're somehow behind in life and that these people are way ahead of you, which isn't the case at all. You, like everyone else, is exactly where you are supposed to be right now. So before you head out for Eid Day celebrations, I want you to get into the gratitude mindset by thinking of three things that you love about your life exactly as it is right now. For example, it could be that you have a great job, or that you get to travel often to beautiful places, or maybe that your independence means that you can come and go as you please. In fact, in episode 3 of Single Muslim Female Seeks, I give you some very structured tips to help you do this, so do make sure you go back and check that out. Then if and when you start to feel that awful sinking feeling as you encounter yet another younger or married or pregnant lady, you can reach into your bank of things you love about your current life and remind yourself that there's blessing in everyone's life, whether they're married with kids or single. Scenario number three, not knowing where to mingle. If you're in a larger family crowd, people tend to drift off into little pockets. And sometimes this can leave you feeling like a bit of a spare part. You have the ladies with kids or couples, and of course, yes, we all have friends who are married and who are parents, and that doesn't mean we never talk to them or relate to them, but where there are groups of them, sometimes the conversation might be about things you can't always relate to. 
Even your cousins who you love will be spending a lot of their time chasing around their younger children. I know I often felt at a bit of a loss and the other options were to hang out with the kids or teenagers, which wasn't fun, or to chill with the next generation up, which made me feel like a 100 years old or something. All of this can make mingling difficult. So simply mingle a bit with everyone and also find some time and space to take some time out. Find somewhere where you can sit quietly and recharge your energy and reconnect with what makes you feel a sense of routine or comfort. It could be that you take some time to scroll through Facebook or Instagram or you phone or message some of your friends. In your everyday life, you face very different situations. For example, the office, the gym, your social circle, your closest family, and you know where you stand there and how to navigate each space and you feel good about that life. Eid gatherings, however, are not like normal everyday life. You're in a different setting that may make you feel more aware of being single or other things you feel anxious about. So take a few minutes to feel normal again, as it were. And finally, scenario number four, dealing with the landmark effect. Things like Eids, birthdays and New Year's are landmarks in the year, and this can really cause us to over-reflect. So you might find yourself looking back, thinking how last Eid you thought you'd be married by this Eid. This can cause you to feel real melancholy and only then focus on what you feel you didn't achieve rather than all the great stuff you have achieved since last Eid. Or maybe you find yourself looking a year ahead, wondering whether next Eid things will be different. This causes great anxiety because we have no idea what the future holds and thinking a year ahead means you won't know until next Eid. If you find yourself feeling this way, then give yourself some perspective. Things can change at any time. There are times where we want or expect things to happen for us, but the truth is we don't know exactly when that will be. And that's not a bad thing. To give you an example, on the 16th of May, about six years ago, I woke up, went to work as single as usual. Then after work that day, I met someone I'd been talking to briefly for a first coffee date. And by the time I went home, I knew I'd met the man I was going to marry. And seven months later, we did get married. I was more shocked than anyone at how quickly it all happened. So instead of thinking a year ahead on Eid, or indeed other landmark days, think in terms of days, it really could be any day now. I really hope today's episode has given you some perspective. Of course Eid 2020 is a bit different, with all of us being in various stages of lockdown, and of course our amazing key workers, especially medical staff, are still working, putting themselves out there every day for our benefit, and we truly salute you. But remember, these tips can be used for any Eid, or in fact any social or family function at any time. So for now, wishing you all a beautiful, safe and healthy Eid this year. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum. Mm-hmm.